Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. You were man on fire last night on the post. <laughs> Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. How's your Monday looking? Kiddos, getting ready for school, and then, oh, that freezing rain, right? Right around the corner. Comes on down last night, starting around midnight. If your part's Fayetteville as we are, Springdale, or Rogers, you saw a lot of that in the surrounding towns. Really jack up the highways. We've talked on this show a ton about the lack of, of snow preparations that seems to go on around here. So you know what? No school today. That's what I'm getting at. 30 seconds into the show. You're free, kids. You're free. Go run around and play in the ice. We're going to have a lot of ice this morning as we get this bad boy up and going and try to get the work week started. On this 22nd of January 2024, just a few minutes past 7 o'clock, Real NWAJB on your radio, your phone, your mobile device, your laptop, your car. Remember, we Bluetooth it, baby. So you have uh, so many ways to connect the digital dots and make it happen for yourself. And if that doesn't work, if nothing I've offered you in the first 60 seconds of the show works, well then, good to be listening. Good to be having you all on board to listen later in the day because podcast platforms are proliferated out there and you have a chance to listen back on your own time, whatever time works best for you. All right. Freezing rain. Going to pull a damper on the uh, start of the week, but it is supposed to get warmer throughout the day. I think later on this afternoon, it should be just a little bit slushy and wet. You still want to go slow today. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, it looks like a rainy week all the way through. And yet the temperatures are going to climb right up over 50 degrees, which sounds like an absolutely fantastic thing. To me right about now. So what sounds like a good deal to you? How about some basketball and some football talk here today as we get the week started? We'll talk with some some folks on the guest run too. My guy E-Money, Eric Hill, going to join us live from Kansas City coming up in half an hour. Still ecstatic about his Chiefs pulling off a three-point victory in that contest against the Bills last night. And then... As we work it through later on today, Bobby Swafford will join us coming up at 8.05. Get him in the mix. Looking forward to that conversation as we talk some football and some hogs and maybe even look ahead to some NFL draft too, though it sounds early. I mean, come on, we got three months to go. All right. Top of the show here today. We'll do a little basketball. Pick up where we left off. Arkansas Razorback Hoops getting bludgeoned by South Carolina. 77 to 64, not what you were hoping for, not what the doctor ordered, 
and definitely not what this Arkansas Razorback basketball team needed. Hogs are finding themselves going through the motions, and I'm not sure this is an NCAA tournament team. I think the more time that goes by, the more data, right, that we get to see, the less likely does it seem to me. We were talking about a team that will be in the field of what is the field now? 68? 69? 67? No, it's 68 if you count the two prelim games or the pigtail games. Uh, Aren't there four now? I think there are four now. So 68 including the four pigtail games. Right now, Arkansas's net ranking is is ninety eight. So you're not you know when you know when they put those graphics up on the screen, they tell you, oh well, this team is next four out. This team's resume has it first four in. Arkansas right now doesn't sniff any of that, my friends. You're definitely not one of the first four in. Neither are you one of the first four out. You're not even close to being the next four out or the four after that or the four after that. Or the four after that. This basketball team has just let go of the rope with each other. And there's so much talent on it that I see that I, I'm a little perplexed right now. I think at a certain point, you know, we've talked a lot about the, the issues on defense and them not playing for each other and all these different things. Well, that basketball game that I was at on Saturday, I mean, wow. Another one of those just absolute clunkers where Arkansas seems... Like it is just out of its league from the jump. Almost like they rolled out of bed and didn't think they had to play a basketball game on Saturday. You would have thought that was all they were thinking about. we got a game coming up. We're trying to ch- trying to save our season, trying to change the narrative around our basketball team. And what did you get? You got one of those I don't give a crap kind of performances. And South Carolina coming out as the more aggressive team, certainly more energetic up and down the floor, and uh, wow, what a lackluster effort by Arkansas when you absolutely could least afford to make this thing happen. I mean, it's unbelievable. So uh, hogs struggle and scuffle and put themselves in a spot now where they are between a rock and a hard place. Arkansas, Razorback basketball is in the doldrums. You find yourself at one and four in the SEC after a 13-point defeat. Hogs get 18 out of Tremont Mark, who's really their only consistent offensive presence. You see Eric Musselman shuffle the deck and shuffle the deck again, and he can keep pulling and, and plugging and putting people in, but you got to wonder at some point whether he has not let go of this team too. Caliph Battle plays four minutes. This guy was one of your best offensive players the first month of the season. You can't have Caliph Battle on the bench. You just can't do that. And, uh, you know, Layden Blockers, barely seen any playing time, even though he's one of the the hardest-nosed defensive players you have on the team. I mean, absolutely unbelievable to watch this team disintegrate. I think there's a lot of, of intrapersonal relationship problems here. And I think it's only fair here at a quarter past 7 o'clock, just revving it up on a Monday, 22nd of January, 2024. No, it's not a holiday today, but you got the freezing rain all night. My whole neighborhood is like glowing right now in the uh, the morning lights. I, I'm not driving out on that stuff for the next hour or two. Highways will be fine, you would think. But the side roads around here, as we know, are just going to be a complete disaster. So be smart today. 
Real and WHAB doing it 90 minutes live podcast in a bit. Had some fun with you all on the People's Post Game Show on Saturday night. Some phenomenal calls, even if most of them kind of reflected what I'm bringing to the table right now, which is a sense of disappointment. Now, look, you don't get talking with my kids about this yesterday. You don't get everything you want in life just because you want it. You got to earn it. You got to put in some effort. You have to show the people who make the decisions about, I don't know, what games you get to play, what food you get to eat. Um, Do you make the NCAA tournament? People want to see in life that you're following the rules and that you're going through the process, the protocols like everybody else. Just part of the deal. This Arkansas Razorback basketball team is not trusting the process and certainly not working its way through the process. You got guys not believing in each other, guys playing for themselves instead of the back of the jersey. When that starts to happen and, you know, or do they have their names now on the jersey? I think they do. So you're playing for the front of the jersey instead of the back. Whatever difference does it make? I think what we have now is an Eric Musselman team that is in crisis mode. This is full-blown because I know I'm going to get Dewan and and Denise and a few of y'all who I must say like to hold me to the stats. You guys are like the stat checkers. Something something's off here. You're going to remind me. Well, they started one and three. Well, they started zero and two. Well, they started two and five. They have had under Eric Musselman now, who's in what his fifth year at the helm of this basketball team. They have set, had some horrifically bad starts. There is no question that that is true. No question in SEC play. But this one, even though it's only one and four, and even though you have 14 games left to go. This one feels, as I've been saying, a little more of a dire strait than some of the other ones. And we're not talking money for nothing or walk for life. I'm not talking the Sultan's a swing, though. That is an outstanding song that stands the test of time. And I'm not talking about Mark Knopfler and Guitar Heroes right now. Dire straits in terms of where you are currently located. It's bleak. The path is narrow. You are giving away home games. And now this week, Arkansas at Ole Miss on Wednesday night, yikes, Ole Miss has been a much improved team this year. They play defense, they play for each other, and they are uh, absolutely positively one of those teams that um, that I think is going to give Arkansas a run for it. Coming up on Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, tough game in Oxford, and then your reward is you get to come back for ESPN College Game Day in the house. How about that? As they show up on Saturday night, 5 o'clock, Arkansas hosting Kentucky. Right now, this Razorback team feels like it might get blasted by Kentucky in that game. And if you can't get a win this week, if you can't dig your toes in and hold on for dear life this week, you know what's going to happen? You're going to find yourself 1-6 and six in the SEC and sunk at the bottom of the conference ocean. But I don't know what to tell you anymore. I really don't know what to tell you. I don't know what this team can do to turn around. I don't know if it's even possible. It's been incredibly disappointing to watch. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't put the heat, put the pressure back on Eric Musselman. You know, I spent a lot of time during football season the last couple of years telling you the disintegration of the team was not acceptable. But the stuff that I saw was not going to add up and that something was going to have to change. And maybe Hunter Juracek would listen and make a move. Got to see Hunter Juracek in passing at George's happy hour on Friday night for a minute. Big ups to the Arkansas AD. But uh, again, he didn't make a move. 
he stayed the course. And now you have the football program, I mean, in purgatory. And then there's basketball. You're not making a move. Nobody's clamoring for there to be a change. Eric Musselman is going nowhere. But this is a season where the mojo most likely has been lost. And I think a lot of it comes back to Moss. It does. You're the head coach. You've got to discern your rotation. You've got to double down on it. You've got to not only piece it together, but you know, find guys who fit into the other slots off the bench. It ain't easy. Not when you have 10 to 12 to 14 deserving basketball players on your roster. But right now what I'm seeing is a team that doesn't give a crap. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. They're not playing hard for each other. They trailed South Carolina by as many as 15 points in the first half and 20 in the second half before a pretend rally late that got the deficit down to 14. Got Chuck Barrett to uh, tell you that it was right where they thought it would be. It's right where we thought it would be. They're playing okay. Nah, it's not where you thought it would be, and they're not playing okay. They're playing bad basketball. It's bad. And Eric Musselman, for all the screaming and hollering at the refs, for all of the, you know, sub this guy out, put that guy in, because, man, he doesn't give guys a lot of time out there on the floor. This comes back to him and the coaching staff. This is a teammate in your image. You're the guy who went out and prioritized putting this crew together. And if you're going to play kind of whack-a-mole with the transfer portal and just try to stack players together that way every year, well, then you're bound to have a clunker like this. Not developing enough high school guys on the team. Not bringing them along well enough. I don't see Bayfall played at all. uh, Layden Blocker doesn't play much. You know, you you don't see right now on this basketball team a lot of of guys in it to win it. About 15,000 fans at Bud Walton Arena on a frigid Saturday. We waxed on it on our People's Post game show for an hour right after the game ended. Tremendous calls wall to wall. I think we knocked down 10 or 11 of those bad boys. Y'all are fantastic. Remember, Podbean Live has the call-in option. We might add a another line here coming up soon because uh, you guys bring it, especially when we get into football season. But for now, Podbean Live, you enable that microphone access, you tap on it, and boom, I get the call request. Make sure you have a nickname or a name up in the room. I see most of y'all do when I when I look through the, uh, the list, but some of y'all still doing the as the Asdafugahajigalum. So don't do that stuff because then I really have no idea who you are and we don't want to give the airwaves to uh, to some schmokel out there, right? Who's just trying to jack with us. So uh, Podbean Live on the call-ins. Certainly if you have a thought, look for those spots where you can get it on the app. It's downloadable right there from the store. The chat room is a fun feature that some of y'all have really run with so far too. So take advantage of that, certainly. And get after it with some of your uh, your JB crew out there. Okay? A lot of basketball talk. Hogs in dire straits. I don't know how else to say it. It's a tough morning. One in four. Really, the only way back is to do it yourself. The only way back right now is to win some games. Go to Oxford and win on Wednesday night. Knock off Kentucky on Saturday night. Start to come together as a team. But right now, what I'm seeing makes me think we might be watching a team scrap its way towards the NIT, if anything and not the NCAA. Uh, You've got yourself six weeks left in the season, and there is no margin for error anymore for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Cruising past 720. We are 15 minutes into the mix. Josh Bertaccini with you on 
the show. We've got school cancellations up and down Northwest Arkansas. If it feels like a broken record, if it feels like, man, we've heard Josh say this before. Well, that's what you get. You get a continued conversation here from the Bunker Studio where we are hunkered down and the power's going strong so far, right? And uh, man, that slick, frigid rain coming down strong still all night. We got another hour or two before it starts to lighten up. Buses have a little hard time on the side roads navigating that stuff. So be careful out there, my friends. Be as careful as you can be. And let's all get around in one piece. Certainly this afternoon, the meltdown in full effect with the ice going away. And it's going to be a rainy, warmer week the whole way through. First break of the morning. It's the Real NWAJB. Josh Bertuccini with you. Streaming live at our website on Podbean, on YouTube, and then, of course, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Google, we've got your post-show podcast just a couple minutes after we wrap this bad boy up. We'll take our first time out of the morning. Come right back. Lots going on today. JB with you and coming right back to the Bunker Studio after a quick timeout. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461.
While we're ripping it up and you're finding the show on a day where, hey, it's kind of hard to find things, right? The kiddos are, are out. School's canceled basically around the region. I think Bentonville might have a delayed start, but I know Rogers, Fayetteville, Springdale, and schools stretching out north, south, east, and west. I know Farmington canceled. So look, if, if you're in the... If you're in the the woods or you're off to the side or perhaps your your neighborhood doesn't get a lot of snow treatment, today's not your day, kid. Today is not your day. You want to be smart out there. It ain't worth it. You got the uh, the folks buzzing around going all fast in the bigger cars and the folks in the smaller cars creeping. If you don't be, have to be out there, don't be out there. We're going to figure it out with the kiddos today. It'll be all right. And then we'll uh, we'll get this thing kind of melted off by the middle of the day. And I think the rest of the week will feel good because even though it's going to be raining in our faces, you know what else? It's going to be warmer. All right. Headlines of the day. Arkansas takes the L. How about the Hogs taking the L and not really offering a lot in terms of, uh, right, turning it around. You lose 77 to 64 as you go down at the hands of the South Carolina Gamecocks, a team with Lamont Paris that doesn't have a lot of great players. BJ Mack, probably their best player. But Arkansas had no answers for him. You really had no answers for anybody in this basketball game. And the, the defense is bad. And so if you got a team that has defensive issues and really has, you know, more offensive one-on-one guys, you got to play the one-on-one guys. I mean, you got to embrace who you are. You can't make your team into something it's not. Oh, we're not a defensive juggernaut like we were a few years ago. No, you're not. Well, we're not a one-man band like we've been. No, you're not. So you need to put your best five on the floor. You need to find the pieces that fit together. I mean, Caleb Battle should be in the games. He should be shooting almost every time down. Him or Tremont Mark, that was your that was your team the first six weeks of the year. That's the team that beat Purdue and Duke, not this garbage team where Battle can't get any playing time, and sometimes Mark doesn't play either. Muss's, right now, his rotations are baffling, y'all. Absolutely baffling. And I know this is like blasphemous stuff around here, and nobody else going to say this stuff because everybody's pandering, and they want you to pay attention, and they want you to like them. Can you like them? We do a real show here. This is a real freaking show. This is not about making coaches like us. This is not about pandering to the frat boy and sorority crew. This is about what the heck is going on in sports. And right now I have very few answers as to what the heck is going on with this basketball team, but none of it is good. And it certainly doesn't look good. And Eric Musselman right now looks like a guy who is flat on out of answers. Had a chance to get some sound from him after the game. Hogs lose. They get beat down. It's not a pretty situation. You're thinking... What in the world are they going to be able to do to change this thing? And right now, it just doesn't look like much. They don't have a lot that they can offer you, I don't think. But uh, Eric Musselman talking about it, as we promised you a chance to listen in. Let's do a couple minutes of must here on the show. They went the whole way, just kind of tough was that? How frustrated was it that you couldn't build on that win? Uh, I mean, it's obviously uh, disappointing. Um, Played. You know, but thought we battled against Texas A&M. You know, we've now had two home games where uh, we're not, you know, exhibiting um, the energy uh, that we need to. So obviously, uh, you know, toughness, rebounding, uh, um, offensively sharing the ball. There's a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and, uh, 
you know, we, we uh, played against a good team that uh, played with more energy and more connectedness um, and more toughness uh, than what we played with. I know you don't like to call timeouts, but I think you called two within about 29 seconds, which I've, and with, with like, like six, six minute mark in there, seven minute mark in the first half. Um, how, what was the message you were trying to convey? And obviously it didn't. They just, we got to play harder. I mean, that was a pretty simple message, Bob. I mean, uh, I mean, the team's got to play harder, tougher. Uh, I mean, we, we all see it and, and ultimately all always falls on uh, coaches. And so we have to do, you know, our part as well. It's just, uh, I think you might have played 11, 12 guys in the first half searching for something. Is that mainly effort that like, you're talking about or, you know, schematically, just, you know, the, the emphasis on trying to maybe. Yeah, I, think, I think both, um, you know, you can't go in a game and, and give up an easy basket cut and, um, Got to share the ball and all. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, and then above all else, just playing hard. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe? I mean, obviously, there's no right answer right now. But do you feel like the, the lack of consistency, maybe in a rotation, is you know starting to have maybe a negative effect on the guys and everything? I mean, at some point, you know, what do you want us to do? Not try different players? I mean. Tmar got off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, I'm gonna call it there. I mean, if that doesn't tell you right there, Muss is not into this thing right now. I think you heard it. I mean, he's a guy who expects his team to respond. He expects when he makes a move or two, it's gonna work out. And nothing, as he said there right now, is working out for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team. Just doesn't seem to be. If you're not gonna have an identity built on defense, then you better have shooters and scores in there. If you're not gonna have shooters and scores in there, then you better have guys who play defense. Man, all we heard was the talk about it being the deepest roster he's had, and yet he's playing 14, 15 guys right now, and none of these fives are working. None of them. Hogs take the L as we make it through the headlines. Ole Miss up next on Wednesday night. Yikes, indeed. Yikes, indeed. Not quite the Arkansas Razorback basketball season we were hoping for. But you know what? In sports talk and sports broadcasting, it's part of the journey. And even if the journey doesn't end up where you want it to end up, it's going to end up somewhere. And we're going to take you on it. Even if the must bus right now appears to have multiple flat tires. And it does. College troops last night, number 10, Memphis, lost to Tulane by two. That's a good win for Tulane. Memphis falls to 15 and four on the season. Other SEC finals from Saturday's action. Tennessee blasted Alabama 91 to 71. The sixth ranked volunteers win it by 20 and improved to four and one in the SEC. Alabama falls to four and one. That was their first conference loss. Kentucky coming to Fayetteville in what? Five days. I didn't even know they did a college game day for basketball, but I saw a lot of folks chitter chattering on the social media about how awesome it is that Fayetteville is finally getting college game day. This isn't football. Calm down. It's Arkansas and Kentucky and Kentucky is going to be ranked like fifth or sixth. When the poll comes out today, Arkansas will obviously not be ranked. Kentucky wins by nine smashing um, Georgia in the first half and holding on for dear life in the second 
Auburn beats Ole Miss by 23. At least you get an Ole Miss team that seems like it's coming crashing back down to earth. Auburn is 16 and 2 and 5 and 0 in the league. Auburn's really good. We saw that when they came in and beat Arkansas by 40 or whatever it was. Um, they've just got waves of players. And not like Eric Musselman waves of players where you're you're fishing and you're really hoping it's going to work out. No, Auburn's good. Auburn's one of the best teams in the league. Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee. To me, those are the three best teams in the SEC by far right now. By far. By far. Mississippi State beats Vanderbilt 68 to 55. Those teams are both bad. Vanderbilt's real bad. Real bad. The Cogs have two games left with Vandy, which will be huge. A&M over LSU by four on the road. It's a good win for the Aggies. Neither of those teams are very good. And Florida goes to Missouri and wins 79 to 67. Hogs have two games left with Missouri, who is 0-5 in the SEC. So, I mean, there is still some hope left. Though it appears to be fleeting. You're running out of time here fast. Coming up Wednesday night, Arkansas and Ole Miss, 8 o'clock, ESPNU. Oh, brother. Got to win this one at the John Black Pavilion in Oxford. We're not calling it the hump anymore, huh? Okay. NFL. There you go. We're going to talk a lot more the rest of the way. Eric Hill, live from KC. In less than 10 minutes, Bobby Swafford, live from Maumel. Less than half an hour. You know these guys are talking a ton of NFL. Watched all four games this weekend, obviously. And uh, Ravens flexing. Ripping Houston 34 to 10. Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns running, two touchdowns throwing. Texans only touchdown on a punt return. Baltimore has looked like the best team in football for the past eight, nine weeks. And they're favored, obviously, against Kansas City coming up this week. And it will be the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship because the Buffalo Bills just played a terrible game yesterday. She's played a great game. Don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes was vintage Patty in the playoffs and Pacheco running hard and the Chiefs look good, but been a very inconsistent season for them. And if you had a Bills home team that was, you know, firing in all cylinders, maybe it would have been a different story. Uh, no, not so much. Big drops out of digs. You, uh, you had a chance to tie the game late on the Tyler Bass field goal that goes wide right a la Scott Norwood 33 years ago in the, uh, in the Super Bowl with the Bills and Giants. And I don't have to tell you, Josh Allen, the best quarterback in the league who can't get through to the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs are back, and they'll play Baltimore coming up 2 o'clock on Sunday. Should be an outstanding AFC Championship game. And then your NFC Championship game. We get a clash of Razorbacks, my friends. Yeah, that's what it's about. Uh, Frank Ragnow, the center for the Lions, having a great year. Detroit beats Tampa 31-23. to Give it up for Jared Goff who has played some great football and also Amon St. Brown, who is the best receiver in the league, who does not get talked about nearly enough. This guy is an an animal, just an absolute physical freak. His dad was a a power building Mr. Universe. And he plays football like that a little bit. Eight catches, 77 yards and a touchdown for St. Brown. I mentioned Goff with the two TD, no turnover performance. And hey, Baker Mayfield kept his team in the game. Three touchdowns. Mike Evans had a big game, but the Bucs unable to get the win on the road. They lose by eight. So Motown, the city where the white stripes, white stripes got it down, actually giving you the little seven nation army there. It seems like everybody else has co-opted that chant because the Lions have never been in the playoffs, at least not in the last 20 some odd years. Uh, they beat the Bucks by eight. They will play San Francisco in the NFC title tilt. San Fran playing green 
Bay and beating them by three. Man, Packers played a good football game in the uh, first few quarters, but fourth quarter, all the little things, including an Anders Carlson field goal, no good. That would have had you into overtime. Jordan Love, two critical interceptions, both of them picked off by Dre Greenlaw, our Fayetteville native and former Purple Dog MVP. Big play, Dre, ending it with an INT late. Good to see that. And uh, so it's Detroit at San Francisco, 530, coming up in the NFC Championship game on Sunday night. And that's your final four in the world of football this year. And I'm looking forward to Chiefs Ravens, 2 o'clock CBS Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite. And then Lions at Niners, 530 on Fox. San Francisco is a six and a half point favorite in that game. And out of those four teams, a champion will come. And our question of the day today, who's going to be your champ? Who's the best bet to win the Super Bowl of those four teams? Good question. A lot more to come uh, as we work it through today. Hogs, the focus, NFL Final Four alongside. We'll break, come back in four minutes to Kansas City. We will go. Eric E. Money Hilt, ecstatic as the Chiefs are two wins from another crown. Right back after this. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help, taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696.
needs to go in the direction of the Wizard of Kansas City. Mr. Eric Hill, whose Kansas City Chiefs are back in the AFC Championship game yet, ahead, yet again, even when it looked like maybe they had, hadn't had the same kind of vibe this year, they find a way, just like Eric does. Joining us here live from Kansas City this morning on the show. What's up, B-Money? Good morning. Morning, JB. Good to hear from you. Great to hear your voice today. And I know we were texting a little during the game last night, but that was a battle. And I know you take your Chiefs games uh, pretty seriously. I'm sure you were sweating that one uh, till that Tyler Bass missed kick, right? With about a minute and a half left. I mean, absolutely. I uh, thought the Chiefs had it in the back when they got the ball after that fake punt. And Cole Hardman fumbling it into the end zone was brutal to watch. But I mean, as much as that rule is iffy to a lot of people, it's. I think it's a perfectly fine rule. You got to have ball protection around the end zone. If he didn't reach out for that, maybe they go up 10. There's 12 minutes left, but that was a, a big moment of worry. And then when Josh Allen fumbled the ball, the Chiefs couldn't pounce on it. It looked like, oh, no, they're about to let the Bills go down the field and get a touchdown. And this is going to be rough. But while uh, <laughs> that field goal sail to the right was – Absolutely amazing. And it's surreal to think that she's going back to the AFC championship game after all the offensive struggles they've had this year. The last two weeks, they've looked like we've normally seen them. Yeah, no, well handled at the Gatesy money. And uh, I know you would have been there if that game was in KC, but smartly not making the, uh, the trek to Buffalo for this one. Crowd was into it. Mahomes answered the bell. He was obviously outstanding. I like that you bring up the fumble through the end zone. I hadn't mentioned that yet today, but you know, with the Chiefs having a chance to deliver the knockout punch with about five minutes left after that crappy punt fake that Sean McDermott called for, you got the ball there on the three-yard line. Hardman tries to run it in. On a, on, a, on a pitch to the receiver, he fumbles it through the side of the end zone. And like Eric said, folks, that's the rule. You fumble through the end zone, the other team gets the ball in the 20. Anywhere else on the field, E-Money, you get it back where you fumbled it if it went out of bounds. A lot of people think that rule is really dumb. I tend to be with you. I think ball security at the end of the field matters a lot. I don't know if there's a way to fix that rule and make it a little more fair, but I don't really have a problem with it. And your team got burned by it yesterday and you didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things is the goal lines kind of created. There's a special part of the field. I mean, they, they can't just be like, Oh, well you fumbled it out of the end zone. You get the ball back at the one yard line. Like that doesn't, that's not a fix to me. If that's what you want to do with that rule. I think if you're going to do something and change it, maybe the offense gets the ball back, but it's at like 10 or 15 yard line. There has to be some sort of punishment for losing the ball out of bounds Agreed. through the end zone. You can't just be like, well, give the offense another chance. No big deal. No, I agree. And then you mentioned the second fumble. That should have been uh, Kansas City's ball there after it's on the field. Allen coughs it up, and somehow the Bills get their hands back on it. But the field goal sails off. You run out the clock. Let's be honest. I mean, when Pacheco's running like that, to give him a home, a tailback like that to work off of, he's still pretty hard to stop. And Rasheed Rice is coming on like gangbusters, E-Money. Who are we kidding? Yeah, I mean, Rasheed Rice is definitely a chief rookie over here. And you look at the wide receiver core. I think, honestly, uh, Mark, Marquez Dalton-Scantling came up big a couple times yesterday after struggling all year, but Rasheed Rice is the number one receiver going forward. And it's just 
it's amazing to see them actually click back on when the playoffs started. Because three or four weeks ago, I would have thought, you know, maybe win the home game um, and the wild card after that's kind of icing on the cake. At this point, we're kind of expecting the Chiefs to make another uh, run at the Super Bowl. Baltimore is going to be really tough, but I expect a good game out of that one next weekend. I mean, I do too. I think it's a battle down to the final wire, and Baltimore trying to almost overcome their own history of having some choky type performances in the playoffs. So, Chiefs and Ravens, and what a matchup. And you got to feel good right now as we talk with Eric E. Money Hild, former executive producer of our previous morning show, good friend of mine, doing his thing in KC these days, dominating the digital world in his way is as we do it our way here. E, your defense played a tremendous game yesterday, I thought, and a couple times there at the end really picked you up. How about this Kansas City defense maligned at times, and yet it's actually been a pretty solid unit for most of the season. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs with Mahomes have not had a defense of this quality yet. Um, I think the fact they haven't given up 30 points at all all year. Legereus, Stephen, Chad McDuffie locking down the corner positions. Uh, the linebacker cores has some injury issues, but mostly healthy right now. I think if Willie Gay comes back for the AFC Championship game, that'll be huge. Uh, Chris Jones, obviously, is a big piece. But we'll see kind of what happens against Baltimore. I am worried that Lamar Jackson might be able to run a little bit more than Josh Allen did yesterday. And Josh Allen did have two rushing touchdowns. So it's going to be an interesting AFC championship game. But I do expect the Chiefs defense to put up a really good fight against Baltimore. I'm hearing the swagger in your voice, but you're trying to temper it out loud on the radio because I know you. I can hear it. You like your boys in this game on the road. You can say it. You like your boys on the road in this game. I do. I'm feeling confident they've got a, a really good chance. I think part of the thing with the Chiefs and talking about me having swagger in my voice is they're confident in themselves now. You saw that during the regular season, they'd get down. They had a little bit of a losing streak. And it was just, it was off. Like things were off. They couldn't get things clicking. People were wondering if Mahomes trusted any of the wide receivers. He had eight plays on over 20 yards last night. I think the Chiefs offense is finally kind of turned it back on and they're the ones who got the swagger now. So them versus Baltimore is going to be absolutely great game. Um, would I be surprised if the Chiefs lost to Baltimore? Absolutely not. They look like the best team they have seen the whole season, but I do think the Chiefs are going to go in there with kind of a, we got nothing to lose mentality. They're going to throw it all out there and hopefully uh, get themselves a trip to Vegas for another Super Bowl. Two Hall of Fame coaches, Andy Reid and John Harbaugh, they've both been remarkable in their respective, well, two places for Reid, but both those guys, elites in their professions as well. Two o'clock Sunday, and then we got Lions uh, at Niners at 530 at night. Give me a quick pick on that, E. I think the Niners are going to come out on top on that one. I think the pass rush just might be a little too much for Jared Goff, maybe force or something. Um, Dre Greenlaw, I heard you bring him up earlier. He's looked like an absolute beast. I think the 49ers are going to do just enough to hold on. I'm going to say they probably win by three. Yeah, they seem like they have come back down to the pack a lot. They're going to need Debo Samuel back uh, to, to get a win there. But man, the Lions have been a great story. It's nice to see that team have some success finally. Speaking of success, it has been lacking greatly in Razorback basketball land here the last uh, 25 years. We thought Musselman, the magician, had fixed it permanently, right? With three straight trips to the Sweet 16 and the two Elite Eights. And then, huh? What a weird 
stretch of basketball. I'm not saying it's over yet, Eric, but at one and four in the SEC, it's it's starting to get there fast. What do you make of your Hog Hoops team right now? I mean, it's baffling. It's it's hard to think about going into this season. You thought, okay, we're getting Brazil back. There's these other pieces that have come in. Um, during the non-conference schedule, there are some times where you're like, okay, well, they've just got some things they got to work out. But as long as they figure it out before SEC play, things will go okay. Um, thought, you know, this seems to be the pattern is slow SEC starts and then Musselman fixes it. This year doesn't seem like there's a fix coming around the corner. I think they've kind of shown us who they are and they're, they don't have a presence down low. Rebounding is an issue. It's kind of off on who's the leader every night. There's not really that sense of Arkansas basketball is going to figure this out and get it done. And the one game that you won, you gave up a huge lead and then took a last second shot to win. So yeah. they are inches away from being uh, 0-5 in the SEC. Yeah. But they yeah. better get something figured out quickly if they are going to turn it around. How do you explain Musk still shuffling the deck every couple minutes and playing all 15 guys and having no consistency in his rotation from one practice to the next, let alone one game to the next? Honestly, I think it's worse. I think he's he's worried that he's finally having. I mean, last year you can say it was a bit of a down year, but the, the run they made in March kind of made up for it. This year it looks to be one where he's just like trying everything to put the puzzle pieces together and for whatever reason, they're just not working. I think at some point you have to look at it and say, okay, maybe none of these pieces fit together, but what's the best combination I have and run with it for a bit. That's a real take. That's where I'm at. Batting it down to seven, eight guys and just stick with it. And that's what you got. Um, let me let you get out of here. Eric Hill, great spot, ready to go, sharp on the Chiefs. Chiefs giving you a feel for their victory yesterday and their matchup coming up on Sunday. And a little hoops talk out of them, too. We should do this more often, E-Money. It's great to hear your voice. Stay warm and uh, go Chiefs, baby. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Sound good, JB. I always appreciate it. All right, you the man. Eric Hill crushing it as we close our first hour here on the show. Question of the day, which of the final four teams is the best bet to win the Super Bowl? Which of the final four teams is the best bet to win the Super Bowl? We'll come back in four minutes. My man Bobby Swafford joins us, talks some hoops, some football, and a little bit about what's going on here on the baseball scene, too. Got a nugget to drop on you there. Real NWA, JB, right back. 